Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 36. I'm Erin M. Routson in Los Angeles, California. And with me, Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. Snowy Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Yet again, Sunday snow, snow fest. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, it's gross like, out there. Meanwhile, I feel like Bill Simmons, where I'm like that person who calls everyone and is like, yeah, it's 90 degrees here. We're flip flops to the grocery store today. You know, like that person. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally don't take offense when you say it. I appreciate that. I mean, if it were Bill Simmons, like, yeah, well, just calling me to tell, him, <laughs> tell me that. Yeah. Well, hey, Kim. It's Bill. Um, <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I mean, considering I grew up in Cleveland, it's not like I haven't experienced real winter before. Yeah. So I get it. Anyway, so we finally made it. It's All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I haven't watched any of it, really. Mm-hmm. I've watched, like, clips, highlights, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody dunked over a mascot. Did you see that? that was- yeah. Did you get an alert for it? Did you get- no, I, I didn't get an alert for it. My, I think something's wrong with my ESPN app. What? I haven't been getting nearly as many... Uh, Mascot uh, alerts? Yeah, I haven't been getting as many alerts in general. Normally it's like, <laughs> the game has begun. It is the end of the quarter. It is the end of this one. So, no. Maybe, maybe the ESPN app finally chilled out. Remember when it was just sending us alerts for pretty much everything for a while? Yeah. Like stuff we don't even, sports we weren't even concerned with. I was like, I don't need this NFL news. I don't care. Yeah. Do whatever. Uh, or, or maybe I just forgot to turn my notifications back on. Maybe. Maybe. I needed to look into that. Yeah. Mascot. Get your mascot alerts. Back <laughs> yeah. <It's important. laughs> so, yeah. Big news, though. Steph Curry couldn't finish, couldn't defeat Clay Thompson in the three-point challenge. You know, I, I think that's it, it's kind of nice that Clay Thompson won. Oh, I'm uh, happy about it. Clearly, that was yeah. That was. Not, I mean, that should surprise I, no one. Yeah, I think I'm happy for different reasons. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that I, I guess it's all in uh, one's point of view, but I think it's nice. One of the nicer things of All Star Weekend is I don't know the second string All Stars, as it were, to get. Not notori- notoriety is not the right word, but but basically get their time to shine and yeah. So good on Clay. Nice work, Clay. Way to go. You did it. You did it. You're a winner. Mm-hmm. Did you see? So tonight's the actual game. So we're recording this before. Yeah. The actual game. Did you see the exchange between Kobe Bryant and Steph Curry? Where Steph was like, I'm going to pass it to you, Kobe, blah, blah, blah. And Kobe was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, well, apparently that exchange happened, which is pretty funny. Oh, Kobe man. was like, no, dude. Like, you're the best shooter. I, nobody's tuning into the All-Star game. I mean, maybe somebody is, but I don't think anybody's tuning into the All-Star game to see Steph Curry assist Kobe Bryant. I mean, I'm sure there are people in Los Angeles that would. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some Kobe super fans out there that that's their, like, dream scenario. Mm-hmm. But the idea that, that the general public wants to watch Steph Curry assists all night seems a little far-fetched to me. Uh, yeah. I don't, e- I don't even want to watch Steph Curry assists. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I guess maybe it's not a State Farm commercial. Yeah, yeah. That's... State Farm, we're still looking for a sponsor. Yeah, hey, State Farm. We're out yeah, uh, speaking of, uh, I saw on Instagram of all places and assists uh, Kevin Hart assisting little Chris Paul with his dunk. Oh, I did see that. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. That see. was pretty cute. That and all the mascots cute. were there. Well, I'm I'm sure you knew that inherently because that's your it's your jam, mascots. Uh, yeah, I see that uh, Team USA beat Team World. I saw that, oh. and I got I got alerts about this. This is how I know this. And Drake's team beat Kevin Hart's team, of course. Mm. You know, I glory boy. Maybe this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but mm-hmm. I could do with a new MC of All Star Weekend. Because Kevin Hart is a lot of energy. Who would who would your ideal All Star MC for the weekend be, if you had to pick? Mm. Who? Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, it's tough. Because because clearly you don't want someone who's like high energy. That seems to be Zach Galifianakis. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I expected you to say. That's. <laughs> Does Zach Galifianakis even care about basketball? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think I care. Because I think he would bring a different kind of energy to the proceedings. That would be really different. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think you're wrong. That would be like if I was like, you know who I would want? Michael Fassbender. (laughs) I would love for Michael Fassbender to MC the NBA All-Star Weekend. (laughs) You know why? Because I think he's hot. That's it. <laughs> that would be no. a different energy for me. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm not picking... What about uh, Amy Poehler? I, she would be good. But I, I think... Um, I don't know. Like It's tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. My, I think the uh, Zach pick was just because I think he could turn it into the circus that... I think he would buy into the circus element that is all-star yeah and my i don't know i think you want will ferrell yeah i think that would be great i would just want someone who would just you need you need i think you want part of the fun but definitely be poking fun of it yeah i think you want someone who's also kind of a maniac i mean will ferrell can be kind of high energy if you think about it yeah, but I, feel I like think Will that's why I, I, I was thinking of Zach because it's just like he doesn't seem very high energy. He just mm-hmm. kind of seems dry. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm trying to think who else, who else I would want. Uh, I guess basically I'm just saying it's been Kevin Hart for what feels like five years. I am over it, over Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just. Uh... Like, at yeah. least I think we're over the Bieber mania. Ugh. You know who I do not want is Aziz Ansari. I don't want Aziz mm. Ansari anywhere near All-Star Weekend. Pass. I'm kind of over Aziz mm. Ansari right now. I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah? Hot take. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very hot take. Yeah. I watched Master of None, and I thought <laughs> it was fine. But I feel like, the way I kind of feel about Aziz Ansari right now is the way I felt about Michael Sarah for a long time. Mm-hmm. And also the way I felt about Matthew McConaughey for a very long time. 
where someone just gets to be themselves, gets paid to act as themselves. Uh. Yeah. And I, I feel like Aziz's shtick can be a little too much for me sometimes in the way that you're talking about Kevin Hart right now. Uh, yeah. Like I, but Aziz, I know, I know. But like the first episode of master of none, he starts talking about Musselman's apple juice again. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. What? Maybe it's not Musselman's. I don't remember what its name is, Mm -hmm. but you know that the Martinelli's. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Like is Martinelli's spot Martinelli's. We still need a sponsor by the way. Like, yeah. Enough. So it would be like if every time you talk to me, I brought up that I, I love Diet Coke. Like, everybody knows that already. Coca-Cola, still looking for a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, hey, well played. So, <laughs> yeah. I we mean, are I, both avid fans of Diet Coke. I am a, yeah, I am probably too much a fan of it. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I keep trying to quit, but I keep coming back, you know. I can't quit. I have one a day. Hurt so good, you know? I have one a day. I feel like that's, you know, it's acceptable. It'll probably kill me, but whatever. It's fine. I can, I can, if that's the way I go, at least I enjoyed it, you know? No, I think the booze will kill us first. Mm. Yeah, also that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Not, not to get all solemn here. I just watched that Amy Winehouse documentary yesterday, so I need you to dial it down. Yikes. Too soon, Kim. Too soon. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I saw that in the theater. It's really good. It's really good. It was just like, I went, I saw it in the theater, and it was one of those things where you kind of come out feeling like your soul's crushed a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't know. I She's our age, you know, or she was our age. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, the other thing about it is, like, I was doing fine, like, cruising through and watching it. You know, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know that. Like, wow, it's it's horrible to watch someone who was surrounded by so many people, like, still, you know, just spiral. And then it got to the part where she's singing the duet with Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. and I just, like, lost it. I was like, oh, this is so sad. And that was yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I just, Yeah. Yeah. I also made the mistake of watching yet another Kurt Cobain documentary this week. You know, I really try to avoid those documentaries. You're smart. I don't know why I keep watching them. I I just, I I, I saw the Amy Winehouse one with my my friend Kim. Mm -hmm. Sad stuff from the 90s, I just generally try to stay away from. The thing is, I can't... It, it, it's, too, it, it's still too fresh. Too f- Kurt Cobain's death is still too fresh for you. Okay. The thing well, is... I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I, you know what I mean. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't know, feel I, like revisiting it. Like, yeah, I get that it. Shit. That makes sense. I, I, for some reason, keep watching these documentaries. The one I watched this week was Soaked in Bleach, the one that's on Netflix. And what I don't get about me is that I keep watching these documentaries like I'm gonna... Something will be illuminating, or like I'm gonna learn more. When really, it just makes me sad. I'm like, why do yeah. I keep doing this? But whatever. Then I listened to In Utero for like three days straight. So it's great. Things are great. Yeah. But anyway, basketball. Speaking of things that are not great, things seem to be going not great with the Knicks organization right oh, now. Oh Lord. Yeah. I okay. So 
I was a little surprised by the Derek Fisher firing. Were you surprised or did mm-hmm. you feel like it was inevitable? Um, when I got the uh, alert on my phone, mm-hmm. I, I said, man, these coaches are dropping like flies. Yeah. It's like the NFL Just, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that this is really the uh, part of the season where I, I think a lot of organizations are trying to find that last mech that last minute reset button before yeah. the big play before the, this half of the season or pardon me, this upcoming next half of the season where it's just up pushed to the playoffs. And so everybody's trying to get their houses in order, but geez, I mean, it's, I think it's a lot. I, I think, uh, Kurt Rambis has his work cut out for him. Yeah, yeah. I um, since he's going to be inheriting the uh, dumpster fire that is the Knicks organization. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they uh, as of Fisher's firing, they were twenty three and thirty one, which is yeah, which not was, great, not great, but yeah. better than the Nets. So the mm-hmm. Nets—that's saying something. Yeah, I. I mean, I wish somebody had. Cut to Matt Barnes' reaction immediately. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what really counts here. Yeah, someone was someone must have been furiously up like refreshing, refreshing his Instagram page. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, overall, his Fisher's overall record with uh, the Knicks was forty and ninety six. Not great. Yeah, not great. But I mean, you know. I just uh, it's certainly no Sixers so what is well apparently he went on vacation with Matt Barnes estranged wife so I mean you know if you're gonna you know if you're going to face uh, a employment challenge like that (laughs) why why not yeah. Why not go on vacation afterwards? Bye. Yeah. Like, if you have the funds to do it, just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and take Matt Barnes' wife, too. Go for yeah. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my significant other, and I'm going to figure out my next step in, I don't know, Bermuda, in yeah. St. Vincent, wherever. Yeah. Well, Matt Barnes apparently doesn't have a Valentine this year because he was posting that on Instagram today. Well, yeah. Well, as it's well documented, how I feel about Valentine's Day, get over it, Matt Barnes. Like, you're a grown ass man. Is he though? Uh, questionable. But yeah, yeah. I know. I it just I don't know. Well, last week we were going to talk about the possible firing of George Carl, and then we didn't get to it. But they're not yeah. firing him now. Yeah. So. I mean, I I think that's what is so. Uh, the the news cycle right now is just up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty much expecting uh, Carl to get it, but here we go, Fisher. Um, but it, it it kind of seems like a, there's a lot of misinformation that's going to be flying between now and uh, the trade deadline. Yeah. So the trade deadline is Thursday the 18th. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. 
anything. So anything. we were, yeah, literally anything. I guess so. We were discussing the the one that most uh, affects me, my well being, which is the Kevin Love to the Celtics, Mozgov to the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony to the Cavs and also possibly David Lee going somewhere. Which just seems like the most insane move to me that the Cavs could make. I mean, they've already fired the... So, and LeBron has already come out and tweeted that that, that rumor is... As false. he knows it, False. And as we all know, LeBron is running the Cavs organization, no matter what anyone says. Yeah, I I guess my thing is, if they've already fired the coach, I don't put it past the Cavs front office to do something drastic. Well, if I know the Cavs, anything's possible at any time. But it seems insane to me, just like, insane that you would be like let's ship off two big men and bring in Carmelo Anthony well yeah no I I don't understand where the Carmelo thing really comes to play at all the anything Um, that I read was like so he could join his friend LeBron in Cleveland I don't need I don't need those two buds to be playing together Mm-hmm. I don't need Carmelo Anthony. Get if if Carmelo Anthony becomes a Cavalier, I I will have a very difficult time with that. Yeah, I it's like making me anxious just talking about it. He's I don't need Carmelo. No, no, thank you. And why would I don't want to get rid of Mozgov? No, keep him. How are we supposed to enjoy wonderful local commercials if he leaves? And, I mean, you know, then who is going to rebound? Yeah. Who's going to be at the Brew Garden? (laughs) There's a lot of questions here. Yeah. So, I, who's going to hang with the fabulous people? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just seems like an insane move to me. Uh, Especially especially in a year where they're inevitably going to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, they're first right now. So. Yeah, and I guess Carmelo has come out and said that uh, um, Carmelo said that he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Lala doesn't want to live in Cleveland? Come on! You know Lala's not trying to live in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope that I hope that LeBron is right, and that turns out to be patently false. I'm not interested. Keep Carmelo in New York, please, God. Carmelo 4.0, or whatever. Whatever version we're on at this point. Although, I think for the benefit of... uh, So, another rumor is that that Howard might get dealt somewhere. Surprise! Someone wants to trade Dwight Howard. Yeah, I mean, how could they think about doing it when there are so many wonderful highlights between him and uh, his his bearded pal? His bearded pal. I mean, where would he go? 
Where's Dwight Howard going to go? Where hasn't he played yet? <laughs> Where could we send Dwight? Here's an article from the Houston Chronicle. ESPN analyst. NBA players view Dwight Howard as a clown. Dang. <laughs> I mean, rougher, but I mean, he's been really trying to perpetuate that. That he's a clown? I mean, he's always kind of been a clown. Yeah. He's always been kind of, he's always been like a goofy kind of, you know, yuck it up kind of guy. But I mean, I think for the most part, like where, you know, you can have an off court personality or whatever, but uh, I, I think for the most part, a lot of people are looking for their teammates to be professional, you know? Right. right. Uh, this is, this is from, uh, I guess Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon were on Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, let's see. Kimmel then noted that Kobe Bryant reportedly didn't get along with Howard when they were Lakers teammates. Surprise! Kobe didn't get along with somebody. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I don't know about Dwight Howard. He he just seems to cause trouble wherever he goes. Although, you know what I do remember very fondly? Mm-hmm. And probably still have screen caps of somewhere? What? The Dwight in LA hashtag on Twitter. Oh, God. Those were great. Those are some great tweets. I'm glad those are in the Library of Congress. <laughs> those are things you want to remember forever. They're so yeah. good. But yeah, I don't know where he would go. That's the thing. I'm like, what... What are they going to do with him? Yeah, um, I'm thinking, yeah. I. In terms of, like, other names that are thought of being shopped out there, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of surprising. Um, Al Horford. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Hassan Whiteside for... Who plays for Miami? Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lee. David Lee. Yeah. Allegedly, the Hawks are listening to phone calls from everyone about regarding their roster. Wow! Fire uh, sale! Everybody. Fire sale! Fire sale! Where's Kyle Korver gonna go? That's all I need to know. Where's Kyle? Yeah. Let me know where Kyle is. I need to know. Where? <laughs> Where is Kyle? Where's Kyle Corver? I need to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically Thursday means that Twitter will be insane. Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of uh, teams that you would like to see have a shakeup, which ones would you like to see shakeup? Um, hmm. I mean, because I, I think with how the teams are now it's so weird I mean it is an individual's game in some ways in terms of how players are moved but Mm. at the end of the day it's a team game so like which team would you like to see have a little bit of a shake-up in the hopes that it would be a better move uh the Nets the Nets the Nets are so bad 
I would like to see them do something. I, I would like to see a shakeup happen at the Knicks. I just don't want it to affect Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. That's my, I would like to see the Knicks do something, you know, crazy, but I don't want, I don't want Carmelo. So don't, don't come to, don't, don't come to me. Um, yeah. in terms of the West, I don't know. I don't know if there's any teams that I really, you know, make the Lakers great again. I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people have that, have that opinion and they're just waiting for Kobe Bryant to retire so they can become, so they can rebuild. What about you? Um, uh, in thinking about it, uh, someone, a team that is, Usually, they kind of keep their moves for uh, the end mm-hmm. of, you know, after the regular season ends. They they, they kind of usually keep their moves to that part of the season or after the season. But um, I I think I think San Antonio will look to do something. Oh yeah, yeah. With Ginobili out, I think they're going to look to try to, to try to make something happen. Right. Um, and so uh, that I think that'll be interesting. Um, you know, and I mean, what about the Bulls? Would you like to see the Bulls do something crazy? I would like to see, in terms of the Eastern Conference teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really like the Bulls and, and maybe the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think, well, at least on the Celtics side, they have uh, a roster that's kind of jam-packed with youth. Mm-hmm. So they But that can, seems to be working for them. I mean, they're third right now. Yeah, I mean, it's working, but I mean, I still don't think that they're, unless they're looking to completely build around all of them, Mm -hmm. some are still expendable. Yeah. Unless they're, unless they're trying to pull like an Oklahoma City gambit, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, Speaking of standings, I did want to talk about this. I forgot. Mm. Uh, Do you know who's a half game back from being an eighth seed right now? Who? The Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah. A half game back. Dude. Dan Nixon, I know you're listening. (laughs) How stoked are you going to be if the Pistons are an eight seed? Oh, man. Let's not hope for an eight seed. Let's hope for, like, a seven seed. Seven. Get up in there. Get up in the mix. Yeah, no. I uh no, I think we we'll we'll need to threat guest him. As, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. As we on ramp to to playoffs. Oh yeah, most definitely. Dude, I can't I checked the standings yesterday and I was like, "What? A half game back?" Dang. Yeah. Dang. It's great news. Great news. So, uh yeah, and- I mean I can't think of I guess I would like to see the Bulls do something just because, you know, they're kind of in a weird spot also. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess I, I'm thinking more about like what I was saying about the Celtics is Danny Ainge seems to be very unsympathetic mm-hmm. in terms of how he approaches the game in terms of moves. So I could see them making pretty aggressive moves. Making some moves. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, I guess, who is really looking and who's shopping, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, now the other thing about the Bulls now is, you know, Jimmy Butler is injured. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of someone who might be interested in your pre- precious Mozgov might be Chicago. Don't take him away from me. Don't take him away from me. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. You had said earlier that this is the time where the nuttiest stuff, the nuttiest trades happen. Yeah. I could see. I could see that coming to pass. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be, come Thursday, there's going to be lots of, I don't know, hexagons of trades. Mr. Toad's wild ride of trades. Yeah, just like, what? What is this? How? Yeah, all I know is I don't want Carmelo Anthony. That's what I know. I don't want him. Don't bring him to me. Not interested. But other than that, curious to see what will happen with Dwight Howard. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like ideally what the Rockets would want to do is send him somewhere, you know, where he can just play in exile for all of time. I, I just like at this point, I, I just don't know why he just doesn't go overseas. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. I mean, you know, in 2009, mm-hmm. I mean, led the Magic to the finals. Yeah. It, and now it's just like a garbage person that no one wants. It's so crazy to me. But. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably one of those to your point uh, earlier about people thinking he's a clown, mm-hmm. I, I think there has to be like something going on in in these locker rooms that are making people reticent to work with him. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean something has to be up because this is not this is the second time that this has happened. So. I don't know. He's, we'll see what, where they jettison him to, what happens. You know, maybe he should just go play for, like, the Jazz or something. You know? Mm-hmm. A team that just hangs out, <laughs> kind of not doing anything. Salt Lake City. Dwight in Salt Lake. I'll start that, I'll start that, that hashtag. Dwight becomes a Mormon. Hmm. Dwight joins the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. (laughs) So, speaking of people that have been, have kind of been clowns, Mm. you had a good story about the number one clown, Shaquille O'Neal. Speaking of former Uh Magic players, former Lakers. 
Yeah. So um, there was uh, on Inside the NBA this past Thursday, uh, Shaq basically said that he was sad that when he he retired, he didn't do a Shaq tour because he retired because of, you know, an injury. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's he was here. Let me just read you this quote. I wish I would have had a Shaq tour. Yeah, O'Neal said Thursday before co-hosting TNT's popular Inside the NBA show. Um, Definitely. I know it would have been a lot of fun. I know I would have got a lot of gifts. It happened that way. It happened. You can't complain. Just gotta move on from it. I would have gotten a lot of gifts. Wow. That's... I mean... Uh, what I, I said I to you, think... when we discussed this, Shrek did have a tour. It's that he played for, like, three different teams right before he retired. Yeah, and then he was basically just, like, uh, for, he was just coming in second string, for the most part. Yeah. Like, he was really super funny on those Celt- like those Celtic t- teams. Like, there was tons of funny videos of him. Like, remember that one where he was carrying Rondo like a baby? I, you know, it's just like, in the last, yeah, 2008, leaves the Heat, goes to the Suns. 2009, comes to the Cavs. 2010, comes to the Celtics. Like, he did a tour. He played for six teams. <laughs> like, I don't know what... The reason, well, part of the yeah. reason that the that the that Kobe gets this is a because he's that good, and b because he's played with the Lakers organization for the entirety of his career. Yeah, Shaq yeah. did a tour. It was called his career in general. So, I mean, I, I think Shaq's tour was more like those last few seasons were. I think he was just unabashedly chasing a ring wherever he could get one. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. as far I mean that would be my my interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just uh, I, I would have gotten I, a lot of gifts. Yeah. I what what which is kind of funny seeing as um I see Shaq in uh like what is it? Buick commercials. Mm-hmm. I see him in I like I see hot commercials. Um, he. I don't think Shaq struggles for to get attention. That's what I think is so ridiculous about. This. Yeah, there's no lack of attention in his world, and I, and certainly not cold hard cash. Right. So, um, I don't know. I I just kind of think it's. You know, he he probably sees it a different way where, you know, he wasn't able to announce, a, you know, that he was retiring and get all of this adulation everywhere he went. Right. Right. So. But I just, I, you know, what would he have done if, let's say, let's say he had, <laughs> had stayed on with the Celtics for another year, barring, you know, injury or whatever. I don't understand. It's not as if when the Celtics came to play somewhere, it would be this like huge thing about Shaq because he had only played with the Celtics for like, you know, a year. 
Yeah. And that's what I think is so funny about this whole, this, that comment. I'm just like, you, it's not as if, you know, he was a franchise player for a little bit, but then became kind of like a journeyman just traveling around. Yeah. So I don't think you get the same, I'm, you know, we've both had plenty to say about Kobe's retirement, but I just don't think you get the same kind of treatment when your career was wildly different. Yeah. Like, and Shaq has, and I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging Shaq. <laughs> no. And his never, career. Never. Uh, but I, I think, you know. It was a different experience. Do, do we, yeah, it's a completely different experience because, you know, like when you think about the big men, when you look at Shaq, when you look at Sir Charles, um, were they good and were they great? Of course they were. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, the prevailing conversation has always been, is Kobe going to be as great as Michael Jordan? Right. Nobody was having that conversation about Shaq. Yeah. And now it's like LeBron. Is LeBron going to be as good as Michael Michael Jordan? Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, it's similar but, like, different. So you're right. Like it, it's, I I mean I kind of have a dis not a disagreement, but I don't I don't uh, feel like what is going on with Kobe with his reunion tour. I think it's totally legitimate, uh-huh. and it should be happening. It's just I'm not a Kobe fan, so I think it's a little melodramatic. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, if it were, yeah, if it were a player that I had a strong emotional tie to, maybe I'd feel different about it. But right, and Shaq just seems like an endless chasm for attention. So that's that's why I feel yeah. like this is, you know, I I I just it just seems like I wish those comments were facetious, but I know that they're not. Yeah. So, you know. Not everyone, and it shouldn't be this way, mm-hmm. not everyone deserves that kind of, like, victory tour, retirement thing. Because not everybody's, there can't be that many players that are that great. You don't yeah. get, you know, you don't get that many. So this, I mean, this is kind of the thing, it's that argument that I have about why I have such a problem with the Warriors, and mm-hmm. it's because, and I've said this, and I know this is true, it's because the better the Warriors get, the more I see the window closing for the Cavs. Because LeBron is only going to get older. And you yeah. only get one LeBron. Like, <laughs> it's not as if, you know, it's not as if the Cavs are going to get someone else who of that caliber anytime soon once LeBron retires. Mm-hmm. So, in the same way that, you know, the Bulls, after Jordan retired, I mean, you know... Poor Derrick Rose, man. But mm-hmm. it's just never... You only get that... I Maybe not once in a lifetime, but it's very rare. Do I think Shaq is on the level of, of Kobe, Jordan, LeBron? No. No. Do I think he's a fun player? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's there. But I just... <laughs> the idea that... 
their retirements would have been in any way similar. I don't know. I don't think anyone would have been like, oh, man, Shaq is one of the greatest of all time. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to miss this goof. Yeah. Going to miss his laughs, his laugh jokes. Get over here, guy. Yeah. It would be, you know, it's, it's going to be the same thing with Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is probably the best shooter of all time. That's just a fact. So, mm-hmm. will his retire? I mean, if let's say he stays with the Warriors for all of time, mm-hmm. I imagine his retirement would be similar to Kobe yeah. Bryant's. So, I don't know. That's just, I mean, it's funny. Would have gotten mm-hmm. a lot of gifts. It's a bummer. Sorry, Shaq. Sorry about the lack of gifts you'll be receiving. Man, do you think I'll get a lot of gifts at my retirement party? I don't know. I don't know. That's, I mean, I understand, I understand those comments because I think it's tough when that's the way your career ends. I understand that you don't have that (laughs) sense of closure because it's just like, boop, it's over. Mm -hmm. But yeah, would have gotten a lot of gifts. Icy hot, just raining down from the sky. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I was, so a friend of mine and I were talking about going to see uh, Clippers Thunder in Mm -hmm. May or March. And uh, I was joking last night because he was saying that he had looked at games that were this certain week. And the, Mm -hmm. the night before is Nets Lakers. And I said that I bet mm-hmm. tickets for Nets Lakers are still more expensive than Clippers Thunder. Oh, yeah. Even though the Nets are garbage, the Lakers are garbage. But, man, Kobe retirement, jacking those prices up. Oh, so, yeah. You know, the world's a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I got. That's what I got about Shaq. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry you didn't get gifts. (laughs) Sorry about the lack of gifts. Um, Maybe Shaq will get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday. Ooh, Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Fu Schnickens (laughs) put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, I, you know, I, it's funny. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe when he stops broadcasting, he can have a retirement tour. Oh, yeah. How about that? That would be funny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that would be funny. Come on. <laughs> Gin up a little excitement for Shaq. Well, I mean, how... How are they going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. That's not my like, job. Are they going to take uh, inside the NBA like on a tour? Yeah, to every arena. They're going to tape an episode at every arena. And before they tape every show, they're going to have like a party for Shaq so mm-hmm. he can get gifts. Yeah. It's going to be like going to a wedding where there's just a table and you leave your gift on the table. Do you think he's going to have one of those uh, like gift card boxes? I, I imagine so, yes. 
Yes. Man, he's really going to rack up some Bed Bath & Beyond. So many Target gift cards for Shaq. Yeah. So many. Yeah. I mean, that's that to me is the only way to, to rectify this injustice is is that kind of tour. So, I mean, what do you think is going to happen when Kevin Garnett retires? Mm. He's going to do this? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't really see K, that KG is that kind of guy. I don't think Kevin Garnett wants gifts. No, I mean, yeah, I think their personalities are much too different. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they both have that kind of... Uh, and and I'm speaking about, I'm comparing him to Kobe here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both kind of have that uh, almost pathological desire to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think uh, KG's personality is a little bit too uh, icy. Yeah, a little too private for that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, I think the big emotional move was going back to uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. And we had discussed, you know, we discussed this move when it happened and you were not, you were not into it as much as I was. I was very into it. Yeah. I, I guess my thing is, uh, I don't know. I, I, I see the appeal for players wanting to go back to the organizations that... Um, where they started where they started I mean or where they were you know where where they were in their heyday or where they started but I mean um, in terms of uh, history I think KG is going to be remembered more for being a Celtic yeah I mean that's where when that's where you win the ring yeah and um, I uh so, so, so I don't know. Hmm. What are you going to do when Dwayne Wade retires? Nothing. Dwayne Wade! Chris Bosh? <laughs> Dude, Chris Bosh sitting out the All-Star game. Yeah. Bummer, man. Total bummer for Chris Bosh. Just can't catch a break. Um, yeah. Dwayne Wade? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think Dwayne Wade... I'm just trying to think of other guys that, you know, would be on this level when they retire, where it would be like a thing, an event. I I don't know. Uh, I really, to me, the only person that can retire like this, like Kobe retirement would at this point would be LeBron. Oh, yeah. 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 LeBron can pull like some bullshit moves like this. Well, Uh, even if he didn't want to, it would happen. That's the yeah. thing. Even if LeBron was like, no, don't do anything for me, people would lose their, people will, myself included, lose their minds. I mean, there's a reason that there's that, like, however many, it's like six hour long, like, Jordan box set. Have you ever watched any of that? It's really good. Yeah. But, like, that will be me. I knew a dude in college who owned that box set and was, like, obsessed with it. And that's mm-hmm. actually how I ended up watching some of it. But, like, that's going to be me when LeBron retires. I'm going to be, like, telling kids about the time I saw Kobe play LeBron. 
or, you know, whatever, whatever memories mm -hmm. in the future that I have at that time of LeBron. I'm going to be like that person. Well, I saw him, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't, maybe LeBron would do, like, announce his retirement at the beginning of the season, but I, I think don't know. He, I think he will. It, unless it's some kind of, you know, knock on wood injury situation. I think he would. He likes attention, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm cool with that. I've reconciled my feelings about, about LeBron, obviously. So I just think that I, I feel like, but this is the way I feel like LeBron would frame it. He would be mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want to, he would basically try to frame it in some way that he was doing it for the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's fine. I don't want that retirement to happen anytime soon. So, you know, whenever, whenever it happens, five mm -hmm. years from now, six years from now. I don't know. I think Tim Duncan will get the next big. Mm. He's such a strange guy, though, like personality-wise. That oh gosh, but San Antonio, Texas is gonna, oh. gonna sit, put out gonna like sit the Shiva. Red Gonna sit Shiva for after he retires. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, Pop. Yeah. I don't know. You're gonna sit Shiva when Pop retires, probably. Oh gosh. Maybe Pop will be like Doug Collins and he'll start broadcasting. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would watch a show that were nothing but Craig Sager and Coach Pop. I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> That's, that's true. Um, speaking of people, this is not basketball related, but did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, no. Not, not even a lick of it? Nothing? No. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. It was yeah. nothing to watch. The halftime show was great, just so you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I wanted to bring up, I'm sure you did hear about this, though, was mm -hmm. Cam Newton's press conference. Yes. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like that poor guy can't catch a break. Right? That's how I feel, too. I, like, people were like, he I, owes it to be respectful, blah, 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 at the press conference. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. If he wants to come out there and sit there and say nothing, and mm -hmm. there was nothing, there was no right thing that he was going to be able to say. That game was a disaster for him. And, and truthfully, I... Maybe super hot takey. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like these racist narratives happen so much in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just obnoxious. Like, the first person that uh, Peyton Manning kissed after he won the fucking Super Bowl was Papa John. Oh, well, well. <laughs> that's, I'll just let that, I'll just let that lie where it is. <laughs> Uh, kiss Papa John on the cheek. Papa John still looking for a sponsor. <laughs> um, but you know, the first thing you know, he Peyton Manning thanks Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry. Um, so clearly, we're cool. Totally cool with our. With our athletes being 
total and complete shills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we don't want them to display any emotion. Right. They can't be human. They can only be... Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's just like... I... It's like, okay, so... What what are you wanting from this person? And because, I mean, in terms of NBA press conferences, I feel like there are com- press conferences during uh, playoffs and the finals where people are feeling their feelings. Uh-huh. It just happened. Right. 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 I don't expect somebody who just had a really bad day at their job to show up to the press conference and have any, what I, I, the thing that I, about the Cam Newton thing is that A, he's super young. So there's that. Mm-hmm. B, what was he going to do? Sit up there and make a bunch of excuses or, you know, pull a Derek Rose and be like, this is all on me. Like I, there was no right thing to do. And so I think that, in this case, the best thing is to be authentic, whether that's for better or worse in this situation. But I'd rather Cam Newton be authentic than come up there and, yeah, to your point, be a shill or make excuses or do something that wasn't genuine. Yeah, because it's just... And and that's where I kind of get really annoyed with fans of just pretty much any sport mm-hmm. is... Um, what, what do you really want from these men mm-hmm. and women? What, mm-hmm. what do you want? And I, and I think that they're in, in some sports more than others. I, I'm kind of thinking about football and, and really in baseball too, where, where there are these narratives about the purity of the game. And, um, I think that narrative that, is that, in that basketball too. Kind of like, yeah, well, but what I mean by purity of the game is that there are these um, rules of there, there, there are like behave like a behavior code mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is you know expected of the fans. I mean, is, is it in basketball? I, I think I you see that more in like how when you hear people talk about collegiate basketball, right? Well, it's, I think I think what you're talking about is more when people compare and contrast college basketball to pro basketball. That's I think yeah. where that shitty little racist narrative comes in. That's oh, where yeah. that happens. Yeah. Um. And but I. So no. Um. I don't think that there's some kind of way that any player. I mean, when I have a bad day at work and I want to go off on, you know. Let's call my coworker Brenda. <laughs> like, maybe I'll go off on Brenda. Maybe I won't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll just be silent to Brenda the entire day. Yeah. No one's going. So, is someone going to put me on blast for my integrity? Probably not. But that's what these guys are doing. They're doing their jobs, and then you have to, you know, answer for how you felt when you were having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's bullshit. Yeah. 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 It's like, 
you know, no one, no one's coming up to me and being like, you have no integrity because you like scolded Brenda about an email. Right. Right. Come on. Right. I just, I, it's, it's, when I heard that that's what had happened, I was like, you know what? Good for him. (laughs) Yes. If that's, if that's how you want to feel after what was a total shit show, I don't blame you, dude. It was a rough one. So, you know, I just think, I don't know. It's that, it's not going to stop. It's not as if this is the last time we're going to have to have a conversation like this, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I agree. I just, it's this weird, weird idea that in a press conference you should somehow, I don't think it's, because there, you know, there were all these comments that it was unprofessional or whatever, Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's, there's sometimes keeping your mouth shut is the most professional thing you can do. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, if, if the, uh, if the alternative is okay. So if be, if it's being silent or going off on Brenda at the water cooler, yeah, maybe just be silent. And if that's what he did, I, I don't think it's any less professional. I think Cam Newton needs to employ a uh, Rashid Wallace policy. Mm-hmm. Both please, both teams played hard, my man. Both teams played hard. That's that's maybe yeah, maybe take a page from Sheed and just have your boilerplate thing that you say so that you can you know they can hear you talk or whatever has to happen for people to be mm-hmm. satisfied. But. Yeah, I guess talking about pop is what made me think of that. No, and I mean, you know, but I think what's funny is, you know, everyone loves pop for that. Mm-hmm. Because he's being his authentic self. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe this is going to be super hot takey, but so Coach super Pop hot is yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is actually what I was just going to say to you, though. I was like, well, Coach Pop is white. <laughs> like yeah, so, I mean, he gets the luxury of just everyone thinking he's a media darling for that. Yeah. But, like, this Cam idiosyncratic Newton. white guy. Woo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if Cam Newton does it, it's an, it's an affront to the professionalism of the NFL. Okay. I mean. Well, and then I... I mean, and maybe, like, I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Just, I, I don't know. I, I really think the NFL is trashy. Mm-hmm. It, again, that might be super hot takey. If I offend people who like football, sorry. Um, well, people like different things. Yeah, people like different things. It's just, you know, I... I think you I think you have an issue with the way the organization is run. It's not about individual... Well, I mean, there are some... There's garbage people in every in every sport. Oh, for sure. So it's not as if the NFL is somehow special. No, and, and in that. what I mean by the NFL is trashy is I I mean that their leadership is trashy. Yeah. Like yeah. I think how they run their organization, how they, um, I don't know, the entire thing. It's it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. There was once again an NFL-sponsored domestic violence commercial during the Super Bowl, so just so you know. Oh, of course. Goodell's out there looking out for everybody. Yeah. Sure. So, don't don't punch your women in elevators. Yeah. Don't drag them around like rag dolls. Don't do it. 
So, yeah. And God forbid, don't cover it up. No, no way. Don't destroy that tape from that casino. <laughs> so, yeah. I just thought that was an, it was an interesting, you know, little storyline spur off the overall. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. It's just like, okay. that That's what I really hate when I hear that narrative. It just, it's unprofessional. It's this, it's that. It's just like, what do you want from people, man? Like, right. what do you want? Right. Well, and I just wonder, I mean, to your point, I just wonder if, it. let's say, Tom Brady comes out there and doesn't say anything. What's, you know. Mm-hmm. Then are we like, oh, I'm going to commend Tom Brady for being human. You know, I. it's just, whatever. It's... It will it will cycle through eventually, and you know, not even be an issue. But it was an interesting uh, coda to what went on in the Super Bowl to me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's just weird. It's just people's you know end zone celebrations are too flashy, or like this or that. It's just there's always something to complain about. Yeah, I think with I think that there's just like so much. Uh, coded complaint yeah in the NFL that kind of makes it difficult for me to partake in yeah I mean the other thing is that and it's not that the NBA like this was anathema to the NBA I mean think about no. AI and all you know all oh, of that yeah. I mean I just feel like for the NBA this happened it's not as if it's cycled through you know there's still there's racism unfortunately everywhere but I feel mm-hmm. like the big uh, the flashpoint for that happening in the NBA kind of already happened. Yeah. So, and you know, now that Stern is gone, I mean, Silver is such a different commissioner. Yeah. That I just, I feel like the, any anything that was in any way like that, I mean, Sterling and everything else is handled immediately and just not tolerated. And not framed in some kind of weird, to your point, coded thing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what's obnoxious, really, is that in, instead of coming out and addressing, like, why, why did the NFL, did they really know that he hit that woman in the casino and, like, blah, 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 blah. Right. But it just, no, it hiding it away with domestic violence commercials. Like, a commercial is not enough. Like, I think that's what's annoying about the NFL, is they do not walk their talk. Right. Their perceived talk, rather. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad we just alienated anyone that listens to us that likes the NFL. Sorry! Mm. Womp womp. I think we made our feelings clear last week when I said that the only thing I enjoyed was the ritual of watching the Super Bowl. So Yeah. I mean, I I did not make it to that Super Bowl party. <laughs> Good to know. I did make it to mine and I did sing Are You Ready for Some Football many times. Yeah, I mean if someone like would have texted me, Holy shit, Hank Jr. is yeah. singing on a float <laughs> I would have found a television to turn in. Yeah. To- yeah, of course. You would have you would have dashed out of the house. Yeah. Found hey. the nearest TV. Be like, 
Hank Jr., I must go. Wow. Mm. Yeah. But alas, no. But I, I heard that um, Beyonce sang music. She did. <laughs> she did. Oh, my gosh. I So I know that we talked about um, formation on the last pod. Mm-hmm. But the outrage over this song is really cracking me up. Yeah, it's not for you, Kim. It's not for you or for me. That's fine. This, <laughs> I can't, I mean, there's yeah. no good way to talk about this. Yeah. But basically, like, that's fine. I don't understand, whatever. I, yeah, clearly I'm just getting flustered trying to articulate how no, I feel about I, all I of think, it. Um, so le- this whole news cycle of, you know, Beyonce putting out a song. I mean, because we actually talked about the contents of the song and how the video looked and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looked at it from a perspective. But in no way did we comment upon the fact that should Beyonce be making this song? Should Beyonce be, you know, playing this type of... I'm, to me, it was just... Well, this is Beyonce's political period, I believe. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm fine with it. Anyone who wants to to push forward the tenets of feminism, whatever. Do whatever you want. Well, yeah. And and I guess that's what's so interesting about this whole... Since so now that she's basically having more of a conversation about race with her music. It's just, why weren't more people um, offended by Flawless? Where she basically has the definition of feminism uh, as, you know, oh it's shoot, a, I can't think. Well, yeah. It's like a bridge in the song. Yeah, it's like a bridge in the song. Somehow that's not radical either. Well, I, because I think, I think that the way people perceive feminism is less, how do I put this? No, the people perceive it as not being radical or a threat. Yeah, less threatening. It's not yeah. th- it's not threatening for someone to come out and read you the definition of feminism. It is threatening because th- I mean this we could go so long on this, but oh, yeah. it is threatening for a black woman to get up there and say anything about race. Because horrible American narrative of African-Americans being perceived as a threat for what? Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying it, it, it just like really sucks. It does. Suck. I agree. I'm with you. It sucks. I, 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 like this whole conversation about it. It just, the song is pretty, I mean, to me, I think it's a little too long. Yeah, for a I pop agree. song, I agree. like I, I, you know, I, I feel like the the part where she's like the actual lines about formation go too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I think it's really good. I think it's sort of carrying on the tone, kind of of her last album. Like when you look at seven, seven, not nah, whatever four seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, let me tell you something good though that happened at the Super Bowl party that I was at. And maybe we can end on this note since I think this is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. During the halftime show, 
everybody, everybody was kind of talking and like being dismissive of, you know, Coldplay. Mm -hmm. And it was very, the halftime show was very World Cup Olympics-esque. It felt, Mm -hmm. it was like very colorful. It was, you know, it actually did, it was like joyful in that way, which was Mm -hmm. cool. It didn't seem as contrived as I think other, you know, Katy Perry or whatever, you know, has been in the past. Mm -hmm. But everyone at the party that I was at, everyone was just kind of like being like riffing and, you know, saying stuff Mm -hmm. and whatever. And then when Beyonce came on, it was silent. And of course I commented on it because I can't keep my mouth shut. But Mm -hmm. it was amazing to me that like everyone stopped talking. It was just like wrapped watching the TV. Yeah. So I think that's pretty great. I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, and and rightly so, because she is Beyonce, and she is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know why so people Beyonce, get your Beyonce, shit together. Beyonce, we still need a sponsor. <laughs> Beyonce, we still need a sponsor. We are some of your biggest fans. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because, I mean, uh... Just such bullshit, you know? Yeah. The world we live in, you know? Flaming garbage can. (laughs) Like, a flaming garbage can that has, like, one wheel that's super loose. That's, like, careening careening toward the edge of a cliff. That's where we live. That's That's it. That's it. That's how I'm going to feel if the Cavs get rid of Mozgov. That's how I'm going to feel. So, uh, all right. Well, let's, yeah, let's end on that positive note. The Beyonce is awesome. And the world is a garbage can. <laughs> Careening towards its demise. Yeah. Ah, basketball party. <laughs> well, we've been getting a little political lately. Feels good. Feels good, Feels good man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go watch the All-Star game. Okay. So it's going to start yeah, in an I'll, hour. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll find a a bar. No 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 cable in this house. Only league pass. Oh, I'm going to a bar just because I like to watch I, much like the Super Bowl, I like to watch the All-Star game in public. Like it's a thing that act really matters. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, well I'll talk to you uh next week post trade deadline. We'll see we'll see where the chips fall after next yeah. week. Yeah, so. I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll come to it with a real teeth gritting emoji. Yeah, that's all you can do. So. All right, well I'll talk to you next week then, dude. All right, all right, bye. bye. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. A marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes.